Uh, I think collaboration is really important because, you know, the people in my group already dislike me a lot, and I think it's time to get other teams to dislike me as well. <laughs> Welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, presented by IT Misfits. This is where tech professionals and comedy intersect daily in your new favorite stand-up meet. Each episode has two parts, a roundtable discussion on an IT topic, and then an open source open mic, where each comic shares or works on a stand-up comedy bit. At the end of the week, we perform our final crafted bit. Just like any good stand-up meeting, we try to make these short and valuable. Hopefully, this brings a smile to your day, gives you something to think about, and most importantly, gives you something funny you can share with other IT professionals. I am joined today by my fellow misfit, Tim Stevens. I am Jerry Black. Let's get into it. Helping employees with, with work-life balance and collaboration and being a strong decision maker. So work-life balance and helping employees with work-life balance, we'll start there. Uh, Tim, any thoughts or insights that you have initially on how you how you have worked with or helped employees with that? It's always a struggle striking that balance. And honestly, I don't think there is such a thing, especially if you pride yourself on being a high performer. It just doesn't exist. But I can tell you, as someone who believes that I at least strive in the space of being a high performer, you have to have some balance because there's other parts of your life that need your attention and energy, love and care and all that good stuff. To get there and to be able to also satisfy those other things in your life, whatever they are, family, personal, really guys, what it comes down to is one, it's managing your time and staying organized, which sounds easy, but I can tell you we've all been there, <laughs> especially as a former network engineer, I can be given a problem or go find a problem and own it and spend an entire day researching use cases, potential causes, alternatives, solutions, the costing behind those solutions, and on and on. Where your browser it has 50 tabs, you got music playing out of some of them, and your your desk is filled with energy drinks, um, and you don't even know how you got to where you're at. Right. You're on Facebook looking at pottery and you were troubleshooting an SD WAN issue in the morning. So managing your time. That's yeah. the first thing. I would say, and I would mm -hmm. add to that real quick, just adding yeah. managing your focus. So managing not, your focus. Right. Yes. So like you managing said, your time, managing your focus. Yeah. Um, knowing when to stop, yeah. knowing when to start, and realizing, guys, and I'm not suggesting that you pull back on your strong work ethic if you have it or if you're striving for it. But realize when you say yes to something, you've said no to something else. That's just the reality of things. So managing your time, your disciplines, and knowing when to stop and when to start. And that is so difficult for so much of us, right? But that also to manage your time, and this is this is the word that everyone either this gets you motivated or it deflates you is discipline, exercising discipline. And if you lack discipline, the way you get discipline in your life is by doing things, small things on a daily basis, by getting up and making your bed 
or journaling or whatever it is that you do in the morning or going for a walk, exercising those disciplines on a daily basis so they become routines and habits. And you, you know, in the words of Mike Tyson, discipline is doing what you know you have to do and pretending like you love to do it. Hmm. Becoming more disciplined helps with your management of time and focus. Yeah, I would agree. I also have found some that there are times where you have to kind of clear your head and press the reset button in order to find that focus. Like we, at times it feels like we just got to do, do, do. And and then if I get these things done, then I will. And a lot of time it's no, you need to stop. And taking a, uh, you know, kind of a page out of um, seven habits, you need to stop, sharpen the saw and then get back to it. A little bit of that is, is really clearing your mind and relaxing, uh, maybe meditating for a little bit or focusing. A lot of the time it's, Hey, let's just make sure that, I don't know, I've got eight hours of work that can be fit into uh, an eight hour day. I, I don't know that I've ever had a high achiever that came to me and told me, hey, we need to talk about my work-life balance. I think as a manager, sometimes you've got to watch those people and help them recognize when maybe they're pushing it a little too hard so that they don't end up in a situation where they can't be the high performer they want to be. Do not expect the company you work for to care about your work-life balance. And that's not a bad thing. Don't, but that's not a bad thing. That's the reality, but you have to get interested in your own work-life balance. Just like you have to get interested in your own mental health, physical health and financial spirits. No one's going to do those things for you. No one's going to come and remind you to get up and go to the gym or slap a cheeseburger out of your hand. Um, Don't expect them to, to reach out and be like, Hey, you put in 54 hours this week. Uh, I need you to take a week off. You got to be honest with yourself. And then I would say, if you truly feel, now you're 100% in charge of it. If you feel like you're being taken advantage of, you feel like the company, man, they're working us 80 hours a week and that's not fair. And I'm getting no extra time off, no nothing. Then now it's time to, to look. It's time to look around and say, hey, this is not what I wanted from this role. And so I'm going to look at another role at the same company. I'm going to talk with my boss. I'm going to do those things that I need to do. But again, it's all about you taking control of that. Um, All right. Collaboration is next. Once you have your team with your vision and your, your direction for the team, now as a leader, you need to go to the other teams that are, are, I would say adjacent to you that if, if your, if work is a system, There is some team whose outputs are inputs to you. And there is some team that your outputs, they are inputs to them. And in IT, some of that can be pretty pretty obvious and some of it can not seem so obvious. But you as the leader need to find out who those teams are and start to work with those other teams. That is what I view as the first step of a good leader collaborating But once you understand those relationships, you share that with your team and now they understand those relationships, putting a systems spin on everything that you do as a department makes it very easy for your team to then recognize they need to collaborate, that they aren't working in a vacuum and being able to say, hey, to the people that are putting, giving you inputs, That was a, you know, you guys agreed that you would give us that input in the following way, in the following manner, in the following timeframes. 
you know, that sort of thing, and you're outside of it, I'm not going to view that as a negative, but it is outside the norm. Why was it outside the norm? Oh, you had an input. You had something else. It, it takes a lot of the emotion out of why, why, why? Why did they do that? They're so stupid. Or I gave them that thing, and then they didn't do anything with it because they, they don't know what they're doing. Doubtful that people don't know what they're doing. It is probably more that you, you don't really have an understanding of each other, and that's how I view collaboration. The only other thing I would say is a lot of the time managers instead of managers and leaders, instead of looking at those people that are adjacent to them, where you have calluses built up and frustration built up, they look to whole other departments. Oh, oh, I'm going to go collaborate with the business. Okay. That is, that will become important, but I believe you have to do this part first, get this part squared then you can go one ring further out and one ring further out. But don't do that until you have these handled or at least moving forward in the way you want to move forward. Even if someone comes up with an idea and it gets shot down, or even if someone else comes up with an idea and that another person disagrees with it, as long as they've had an opportunity to weigh in, they're going to go along with the plan, but you're going to find that they're going to go along with it and really go along with it and buy into it because they, they had an opportunity to voice their opinion. Being honest with my team, I know promotes trust. If I can promote trust, I can get healthy conflict, which leads to collaboration. Huh. So that's my take. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, very good. All right. And then finally, being a strong decision maker. And I think this is a lot of sort of rubber meets the road when you get to making decisions as a as a leader, I feel like this is a simple statement, but it's, it's not easy. And that is you have to make decisions. I don't even know if it's really, you know, being a strong decision maker may, probably means making the right, making decisions and then, you know, being right more often than you're wrong. There's probably some, you know, some great 80, 20 rule in there or something along those lines. But the first step is make decisions. A lot of people think they make decisions, but they don't actually make a decision. They, they, they say something like, um, you know, well, we want to, we want to get the ticket counts down. And so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to bring the ticket counts down. Well, okay. Have you decided that you're going to bring the ticket counts down? Cause if you just want to bring the ticket counts down, they're not going to come down. But when you decide you're going to solve a problem, it is, it is the difference between lightning and a lightning bug. And it is amazing when you, when you really focus people like that. This is the decision that we've made. This is the direction we're going. Now let's go. How much clearer everyone's minds get. Just you're, Now you're just moving and you're, you really all feel like you're moving in the right direction. Then as a leader, a lot of the time it's, hey, let me now get a little bit higher up. Uh, as far as a viewpoint goes, and let me make sure things are cleared out of the way because this team is coming and I can't let things derail them, slow them down. Oh, they don't have access. They don't have this. They don't have the right, whatever it is. And Tim, what do you think? What comes to mind on this topic is paralysis. Analysis. By analysis. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Waiting, hesitating, procrastinating, uh, self, uh, second guessing yourself. Yeah. 
I spent over a decade in the military in various leadership positions. My last leadership position, I went through training to become an officer. And I, I kid you not, they showed us a video of an officer in a convoy who was, his convoy was under attack. And for those of you who don't know, a convoy is just a string of vehicles that are on the move, military vehicles. And the convoy was under attack and people in that convoy were, they were sustaining casualties um, and even fatalities. The officer in charge who should be telling the men and women what to do and what direction to shoot their weapons and so forth froze. When they freeze and when you pause because of self-doubt, in that situation, lives are lost, right? Which is very sad. Obviously, that's not the case in the IT industry. No one's going to die if there's delays in making decisions. But if you get in the habit of hesitating on making decisions and you're waiting for the perfect circumstances, first of all, if you're never going to have the perfect circumstances and you're never going to have all the information, all of it to make a sound decision. If you get in the habit of overanalyzing everything, you're not going to get anything done. You're going to create uh, situations where your team doesn't trust you, whether you're a team member or a leader. Yeah. And you're not, your productivity is going to just bottom out. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's really good. And I love that you pull from your military background on stuff like that. Cause I, it's a perspective that not a lot of people in it have, or, or even, you know, I mean, just in the, in the, in the United States have. All right. Uh, do you have, now that we're done with that, We'll get into some open source comedy. Do you have anything that you wanted to share today? This is half baked, guys, but I'm still working on this. This is the the art of of writing jokes. Yeah, this is absolutely. a story format. But it, guys, we always we have that stinky guy in the office. Everybody does, right? And he's usually an IT guy. It's usually a computer guy. Uh, this guy that I want you to visualize. His name's Melvin. Melvin is a kind of a heavy set guy. He's stinky but he's really good at what he does. Okay. And you have learned over time, Melvin loves spicy Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> you don't know how you figured that out, but you just have. And every morning when you come in to the office, you pass by his desk. He's not there yet, but you can smell him. And when you look at his desk, it's, it's peppered with trash and monster cans oh, and... Yeah. Yeah. Jolly Rancher rappers. And you you tell yourself, I can't stand that guy. He's disgusting. But you learn to appreciate Melvin. Because you know if you have a computer problem, you'll call Melvin and Melvin will come over and he will fix your computer. Mm. And the best part about it is if you go to lunch after you've called Melvin and you come back, you don't even need to check to see if your computer has been fixed. You can sell him at your desk and you could probably find some empty candy wrappers around your desk that would suggest <laughs> Melvin has been there. So that's the cool part about it. Um, office. I <laughs> uh, love it. All right. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. I was doing more on the, um, I guess I would say more kind of the one-liners or, or straight jokes here. So um, I kind of, I kind of hinted at the one as we were starting there, the, the helping your employees with work-life balance because, you know, HR says it's really about life-work balance. 
and we want to really overemphasize the life and less emphasize the work part. <laughs> and, you know, millennials have a different perspective. I don't know if you know that, but like they have a different perspective on work. And I'm always like, yeah, that's because you're giving it to them. If I told my kids they could have banana split uh, all day, every day, and then someday somebody came in and said, no, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Guess what? They're going to be ticked off and they're going to have a different perspective than if um, if we had never given them banana splits. Hmm. Uh, I think collaboration is really important because, you know, the people in my group already dislike me a lot. And I think it's time to get other teams to dislike me as well. Uh, and then being a strong decision maker, really, um, you know, I practiced this and at the last company I worked at, um, you know, I thought I was, I, I thought I was making a strong decision. And here's one of those things that HR won't tell you. If you tell your employees that they're not getting a raise, you're probably going to get called into HR and, and talk to, if you tell your employees, they are getting a raise, you know, and it's, and it's maybe June and you haven't done the annual reviews yet, you're going to get walked out of the office. That's it for today's stand-up meeting. Remember, this isn't just a podcast. It's a weekly process to find the fun. You are front row at the birth of any of this comedy. It's open source. So please feel free to share this with people that you work with. If you share something funny with other people, their day will be brighter and you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Thank you very much for being here. Have a great day. <laughs>